from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is the Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thank you, Brandon Banks, and welcome to the Joy of Booking. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. It is the tournament of nerdiness. We are here to accomplish the wonderful things known as, well, the tournament of nerdiness. Uh, We'll be doing pages 17 through 20 in this episode. Uh, First, as always, starting with the double losers bracket, establishing a triple losers bracket, and then moving into the tournament proper. Each page only has eight teams left. By the time we're done, these four pages will be down to the final four, and that'll set up the second round of the Constellations. There's a lot going on. There's just a lot going on. Uh, So, I hope you're well. I hope your loved ones are doing well. Let's begin. Turn that off. We're in the middle of the the POB draft. The all-time draft actually kicked off. I'm recording this on Sunday. It's been a couple of hours since I recorded the last episode, which hopefully you listened to on Sunday when it came out, because I'm sure my podcast is just must-listen. As soon as you see it, you stop whatever it is you're doing. If you're, like myself, binge-watching season one of Manifest, you stop what you're doing right away and just immediately listen to the joy of booking. Uh, so, but, uh, so we're in the all-time draft. I got the second pick. I picked Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker because in the first round you try to take uh, teams of two first ballot Hall of Famers and then you can either trade one or both of them uh, to get some more picks or to get other pieces. Uh, nobody's bitten yet, but granted, we're only up to pick four. So we'll give them some time. Uh, I'm a little nervous that my draft strategy won't pay off, but... I'll be patient, and we'll see what happens. Uh, Let's get into it, shall we? I'm ready. I hope you're ready. Let us begin. Page 17, double losers bracket. First matchup is the Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. The Jungle Boy just yesterday uh, wrestled for the AEW title against Kenny Omega, i.e., assume since Twitter didn't blow up about it that he was unsuccessful in that defense or in that attempt. Omega was successful in his defense. Jungle Boy was unsuccessful in taking the belt off of Omega, but I'm sure he looked good doing it. Uh, They are taking on the FBI. This FBI version is JT Smith and Little Guido. Uh, Now, I believe Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus have a name. I think they're the Jurassic Express. It's something with Jurassic. So technically they have a team name. Technically, I know who's part of it. Um, I'm not sure if there's a historical context for either. It is the first version of the FBI, which is one of ECW's uh, prime stables, I would say. Uh, Jungle Boy is, of course, the son of actor Luke Perry. So I guess that's some historical context. Um, It comes down to scene versus not scene. I know I've watched the FBI. I don't know if I've watched Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. So on that alone, I am giving the victory to the FBI. And Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus are unfortunate recipients of the triple losers bracket. 
Uh, the Southern Rockers, who I did have to look up, although I, I was like, I think that's well done. It is well done. Timothy Well and Stephen Dunn, Rex King and Steve Dahl, uh, taking on Brian Pillman and Tom Zank. Pillman and Zank, hard luck losers to the Team Rhodes Scholars. They will not lose again, at least not in this tournament. So they will proceed to uh, the next round. Southern Rockers are in the lo triple losers bracket where they will take on Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. I'm thinking ahead to what's next because I always I can't help it. I have to look ahead. Uh, um, there are two teams left on this double losers bracket. But there are four teams. Oh, no, that will make sense. No, it won't make sense. So there's four teams that have advanced in the consolation round, round one. They will take on the losers of um, the tournament proper. But that still leaves four matchups. So when that happens, there'll be four. Did I mess up? I don't think I messed up. And this doesn't feel like a major uh, mess up here. It just I think it just comes down to either I should have waited on the double losers bracket um, and saved it, or it just means that, again, the teams in the bottom have to be stay in the bottom tier. Uh, we'll figure it out as we go. We'll figure it out as we go. We'll figure it out as we go. All right, either way, FBI and Pillman and Zank advance. Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and the Southern Rockers are in the fairly infamous triple losers bracket, though they're not in the same, you know, on the last page we had Joey Ryan and Candice LeRae and the heartthrobs. I would argue that both the teams on page 17 are a step above those two. So we'll have to see what happens with that in the offing. Let us turn to the main page and we get some real good matchups. Uh, the British Bulldogs, the number one seed, easily defeating Phi Delta Slam, uh, are taking on Batista and Rey Mysterio. This would be an excellent matchup. You've got the power of Davy Boy, the power of Davy Batista. You've got the speed and agility of Dynamite and the speed and agility of Mysterio. Very nice uh, matchup there. I think you got to go with the Bulldogs, even though... If I were to go and do the math and look up in terms of title reigns, maybe uh, Batista and Rey Mysterio held the belts close to the same amount of time as the Bulldogs. I guess it's possible it could be longer. But really, when it comes down to it, it's named versus unnamed. The first rule. So the Bulldogs are going to advance. Batista and Rey Mysterio will take on the aforementioned Team Road Scholars in what would be an entertaining matchup in the second round of the Constellations. <clears throat> now, you know this is random. Here in Season 2, the uh, number 1, number 2, and number 16 teams were ranked, um, but the rest of it was random, which leads us to this Round 2 matchup that uh, I'm not sure either of these teams truly belongs in Round 2. Uh, it's Lucha House Party versus Lowdown. Now, I love Lowdown. D'Lo and Chaz were great. Uh, didn't care as much for the version where they were managed by Tiger Ali Singh. But still, Lowdown was a very good team. Lucha House Party has the DDT mascot, Lindsay Dorado. Having said that, are, is this 
are these examples of the top, what would it be, 200 and some odd teams? I don't know. I don't know. You know, Lucha House Party beat FBI. I feel okay about that. I feel good about that. Uh, Lowdown beat the Destruction Crew. That would be uh, Enos and Bloom, a.k.a. the Beverly Brothers. Maybe a, a misstep on my part, my own fault for not having seen enough of the Destruction Crew. Though I seem to recall they had to wear, like, the construction vests and hard hats, which if that's the case, then maybe I'm, I'm not wrong. Uh, I will give the win. Both have team names. I've seen them both. I uh, don't believe there's any historical context for either. Um, I can name all of the people. So it comes down to who do I like more? Who's my favorite out of all of these? Well, obviously, it's Lindsay Dorado. He's the mascot. Uh, after that would be D'Lo Brown, if only to irritate Chip. Hi, Chip. I don't know that you listen to this show, but in case you ever do, hello. Uh you know, I, Grand Metallic is fine. He's fine. He's perfectly fine, but I don't. I don't go out of my way to seek his matches. Uh, Chaz, aka Headbanger Mosh, aka Beaver Cleavage, was fine. Uh, again, don't go out of my way. Kalista was good. He got released. I don't think there was any negativity behind him being released. I have this sort of negative you know, kind of, I don't want to call it like a tension in the chest, but, you know, there's almost a sour taste in my mouth, but I don't think he burned any bridges. So, and he was good. You know, he got caught in the cell during that tag team cell match. That was entertaining. The Salida del Sol onto the ladder in that tag team ladder match was excellent. I think based on, based on Kalisto of all people, I will give the win to the Lucha House Party. Uh, Lowdown will take on the team of Danny Doring and my man Roadkill. That's who should be in here. Huh. That's who should be in here. Huh. That's who should be in here. You know, Amish Roadkill was Amish. And while the Amish are a proud... And I am assuming honest and noble people, uh, he would clearly want to do well in, you know, I can't, I love Roadkill, excellent wrestler, I really mean that, hilarious character, teaming with Danny Doring was a nice, again, clash of styles, I will not, I will not mess with the integrity of the bracket by having a run-in by Doring and Roadkill, and they make their way into the second, uh, the third round of the tournament proper, uh, if only because they can't beat the Bulldogs. So we'll have them face Lowdown in the Constellations, and I will continue to sing the praises of Roadkill at that time. Uh, New Japan, strongly represented on page 17, uh, the team of Great Muda and Masachono, uh, NWO Japan taking on Minoru Suzuki and Zack Sabre. I love Minoru Suzuki. I love the Great Muda, both part of my 2021 uh, piece of business draft. I got them both. 
Uh, Masachono is very good. Zack Sabre is very good, although of the four, he's probably my least favorite. Uh, no names. I've seen them both as a team. I've watched Muda and Chono as a team. I've seen Suzuki and Sabre as a team. Uh, my gut tells me to go with Muda and Chono. Uh, that may be more due to their singles successes as opposed to their tag successes, but I, I think I'm going to stick with it. So they will advance. Uh, Suzuki and Sabre will take on the Destruction crew. I'll have to look up what they wore to the ring. If it's har- if they're wearing hard hats, I, that's all. That's all. That's all. That's just all. That's all. Uh, another match, uh, New Japan team. Uh, Tanahashi, the ace, and Kota Ibushi, the golden star, versus team Rated RKO. Now, this, again, excellent matchup. Uh, a lot of people say Tanahashi is the John Cena of New Japan. Maybe that's true. I don't know enough about him, but he's the ace. Uh, If there was a... Randy Orton is kind of, I would say, the yang to Cena's yin. So Orton's kind of that other stalwart. It's a WWE guy, pure, you know, lifetime guy versus Tanahashi, a lifetime, I assume, New Japan guy. And then you've got Ibushi and Edge. That would be an excellent match. Uh, I think I got to go with our rated RKO, not just because they have a name, though that is part of it, uh, but also because I think, historically speaking, that was a big deal team. And yes, I suppose Tanahashi and Ibushi were a big deal team, but I don't think they had the track record. So I'm going with that. Uh, Tanahashi and Ibushi will take on Phi Delta Slam, uh, where I assume they will have more luck. So our round three matchups for page 17, British Bulldogs versus Lucha House Party. Does Lucha House Party deserve to be here? Probably not. But hey, it's a nice Cinderella story, and they'll get thrown around by Dynamite and the Bulldog. And then we've got Muda and Chono versus Rated RKO, which would be an excellent match. Page 18, double losers bracket. Here we go. Enzo and Cass, you know they're going to lose. Who are they losing to? Uh, The Jersey Triad which would be, I'm assuming, DDP and Canyon. I guess you could throw Bam Bam in there if you wanted to. Enzo and Cass in the triple losers bracket. And then you have uh, BJ Whitmer and Jimmy Jacobs from Ring of Honor versus also from Ring of Honor, the Briscoes. But this is early Briscoes, 2002 baby, baby, baby Briscoes. Jay and Mark uh, also wrestled in TNA. Uh, I'm giving them the win. Uh, I've they have a team name and I've seen them wrestle. I don't think I have ever seen Whitmer and Jacobs wrestle. And BJ Whitmer again gives me that very kind of sour taste, but I think that's because he's a very good heel. He's very good at being ridiculously annoying, which I suppose is what you want out of your heel. All right, tournament proper. I've been looking forward to this match all the second round. Heart Foundation, Hitman and Anvil, Jacques and Pierre, the Quebecers. Excellent Canadian matchup. Uh, I like all four of these guys. And again, you have the powerhouses in the Anvil and Pierre, not yet PCO. And then you have the technicians and the smaller guys in the Hitman and Jacques Rougeau, who will always hold a place in my heart, not only because he was the Mountie, handsome, brave, and strong, Uh, but also because he looks very much like my high school wrestling coach. 
I, I understand that clearly the Hart Foundation wins this unless there was some sort of cheating. Uh, I remember when the Quebecers beat, I think it was the Steiners for a tag title. It was on an episode of Raw, and I think it was due to some Marquis de Queensberry rules. It was some of those weird rules where the title can change hands on a disqualification. I believe a hockey stick was involved. I believe Johnny Polo was involved. Uh, but either way, I think the Quebecers get the win. No. I don't think that. I think the Hart Foundation gets the win. Uh, the Quebecers will take on uh, one of Jeremy's favorite teams, Gino Hernandez and Chris Adams. Who will win that? I don't honestly know. The Impact players, Lance Storm and Justin Credible, versus the Natural Disasters, Earthquake and Typhoon. There should be a rule. Um, who is on my wall? This is not an actual rule, but I have a... Uh, poster some artwork that i believe my brother-in-law gave me it's framed it's right by the door to this office next to the picture of fenway park beautiful painting of fenway park that a dear friend of mine did um and there are five one two three four thirty five wrestling personalities on this artwork uh mean gene is in the upper left corner all the way down to <gasps> typhoon in the bottom right um you know, I look at it every so often and I kind of, you know, imagine each row being like a Survivor Series team, even though there's managers involved. Uh, I look at it often and just try to figure out, all right, how many of these 35 are still alive? Sadly, it's not many. In that f top row, Mean Gene, Rick Steiner, Scott Hall, Jimmy Snuka, Jim Neidhart. So only two of five uh, in that top row. But either way... Um, Brett's on there, right? Where's Brett? Pause as I scan. Are you telling me the Hitman's not on there? But the Anvil is? This is, again, I've been looking at this thing. I, that's, nope, there he is. He had the shades on. He's in between Jimmy Hart and Yokozuna. So there's Brett and Anvil. They're both on there. The Mountie, I think, is on there, but not Pierre. Jean-Pierre Lafitte would be great on there. Uh, and when we come to this current matchup, Lance Storm and Justin Credible are not on there, but there's Earthquake and there's Typhoon. So, again, not an actual rule, but I'm giving the win to the Natural Disasters. They were a team right when I started watching, uh, and they were, they were a little intimidating. I hadn't seen the real big monster wrestlers. Uh, Impact players will take on Kenny King and Rhett Titus in the Constellations. Uh, La Resistance, Sylvain and Renee versus The Hurt Business, who took the place of Adrenaline Rush. I still don't know who that is. Uh, but The Hurt Business made it. You know, I, I feel for The Hurt Business. I feel for Cedric and Shelton. I honestly thought they were both going to get released. Um, I'm guessing they need jobbers for house shows when they start touring again. But that could have been something really good. The Hurt Business should still be a thing today. Uh, they should be tag champs to go with um, Lashley's world title. And then you could even make a case for MVP to win the U.S. belt off of, I think, Sheamus is the champ. Like, they could be holding all the gold right now. Um, so it's a shame that that ended. Uh, did it end early enough? It probably did. It ended early enough that I don't think in good conscience I can give them the win. 
La Resistance was a thing for a while. Uh, it was during my lost years, so I'm not incredibly familiar with it, but I know I have to assume they want a tag title or two. Um, it was a fairly big deal in terms of the, you know, the tag team. They had Robert Conway. They had the sympathizer angle. Uh, so, yeah. Sorry, Hurt Business. Uh, the, the unfairness keeps happening. You will have to take on uh, Ishii and Yano in the Constellations. Last matchup for page 18, Kai and Tai versus the Eliminators. Uh, I know we talked about Togo and Teo in a previous episode, which means this must be Taka and Funaki. Uh, either way, I'm giving the win to the Eliminators. I don't think they get enough credit as a tag team. Kai and Tai will go take on, in a hilarious matchup, the Colossal Kongs. Big size difference. I'm realizing right now, and I realized this before I recorded, and I wrote a note that I promptly forgot about until just now. I don't think I ever filled you in, the four people listening, um, back on page 12, so two episodes ago, uh, I had a bestie vote, first one of the year. Uh, it was Authors of Pain versus the Blade Runners. Uh, the winner took on the Dudleys, and we had a vote, and Authors of Pain won, I believe, by one vote. So the Authors of Pain advanced over the Blade Runners. I checked with Jeremy. He's fine with it. So just so you know, in case you were curious, in case you're following along at home and writing your own brackets now you can fill it in i'm sure i'm sure you were worried no one listens to this show uh round 18 matchups heart foundation versus natural disasters i'd love that that'd be fun to watch la resistance versus the eliminators probably also a very entertaining match halfway home friends page 19 second double losers bracket the moon dogs versus the varsity blondes only recently did I finally figure out who the Varsity Blondes are. It's Brian Pillman Jr. and a guy named Griff Garrison, which is a silly name, but a lot of wrestler names are silly. Um, they have Julia Hart, who I don't believe is related to the rest of the Hart Foundation. I could be wrong. I was like, hey, maybe it's a daughter of Brett or something. Uh, but that's who the Varsity Blondes are. They're taking on the Moon Dogs. And we're in an interesting situation here because they both have names. Uh Seen versus not seen. I have not seen either of them. Um, I know who they all are. Moondogs, Rex, and Spot, I'm assuming, would be the two. I now know who the Varsity Blondes are, though I did have to look it up. Uh, I don't think there's any historical context in the Varsity Blondes, except that it's Brian Pillman Jr. in a tag team with, a, uh, with blondes in the name, which is very cute if you were a fan of the Hollywood Blondes, which I was. So I think I got to go with the Moondogs on this. Uh, you could make a case. You know, they were kind of that savage um, team gnawing on bones and everything. I don't, I'm not going to draw a line from them to the pit bulls, to the other pit bulls. You know, you, I don't know that you would include the head shrinkers in there. I think they would be more akin to the wild Samoans. But I would argue that I bet the Moondogs have more of an influence historically than the Varsity Blondes. And then we have uh, Chase Owens and Takahashi from Bullet Club versus Head Cheese. Head Cheese, Head Cheese all day long. Obviously, Head Cheese had a rough 
road in the opening two rounds, having to take on uh, a number two seed, and then Show Miz, not as good as Showbo, but you know, pretty good. Uh, so Varsity Blondes and Owens and Takahashi are in the triple losers bracket. Uh, excellent, excellent, excellent matchup to open uh, page 19 of the tournament proper. It occurs to me that right now I have not checked to see if we have a hot tag. I sent out um, a message to the inner circle, letting them know I was recording, letting them know that if they wanted to weigh in, now would be the time to do it. I didn't hear from them on the Twitter, but one of them could have sent me a hot tag and snuck it in, I suppose. So let's see. Nope. Uh, an email from Tim. <laughs> an email from Tim. Might have to read that later. Not going to read it now because there's no hot tags. Excellent matchup. Let's get back to it because I wondered if Jeremy was going to weigh in on this. Uh, in one corner. The world's greatest tag team, one of my all-time favorite tag teams, um, Shelton Benjamin, Charlie Haas. In the other corner, Doom. Doom 1 and Doom 2, wearing masks that obviously gave away who they were, which have, had to have been part of the point. It was Ron Simmons and Butch Reed. But this would be an excellent match for phenomenal athletes, two amateur wrestlers, two I gotta imagine Butch Reed played football. So, you know, th this would be a fantastic match. I got to go with the world's greatest tag team on this. Though, had Jeremy sent me in a hot tag on Doom, I may have considered it. Uh, Doom will take on Show Miz in the Constellations. Uh, the Midnight Rockers. This is Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty when they were in the AWA before becoming the Rockers. This was AWA, Michaels and Jannetty, taking on the Godwins. I'm assuming this is the babyface one because I believe I wrote down when they were uh, heels with Sonny. Let's assume that. Let's assume that. Um, yeah, I think you got to go with the Midnight Rockers, don't you? As much as I enjoy the Godwins, you know, Midnight Rockers, too fast, too cool. Not No relation to Christopher and uh, Taylor. Scotty, too hotty. Godwins take on uh, Larry Henning and Harley Race. Ooh, that would be a stiff match. Uh, the Hardys. This is the new brood Hardys versus the primetime players. Huh. You make a case that the new brood Hardys are the worst. No, let me rephrase. Are the least best rendition of the Hardys uh, not named the jobber ones when they were wearing a lot of plaid and they were just enhancement talent. This was their first real push. They were with Gangrel as the new brood. Um, this led to some of those early matches with Edge and Christian. So maybe the Dudleys were involved. I don't recall. My timeline's a little off in my head. Uh, so both have a name. I know who all four are. I don't know that there's a ton of historical context for Titus and Darren. A great team. Don't get me wrong. Enjoyable team. Uh, but if the Hardys as the new brood had any of the matches with Edge and Christian and Bubba and Devon, then they have to win just by default. So primetime players will take on the team of Eli Drake and James Storm. 
in the constellations. Uh, the Hardys, I'm going to make a note for New Brood, even though it's already on the page, just to make it easier. Advance. And then we have a, ooh, a battle of connections. The number two seed, Andre the Giant and Haku, the colossal connection. In the other, the rock and the sock connection. And I had my hand out like a mandible claw when I said that. Uh, that would be a fantastic match. Uh, I think this is a time where, yeah, your number two seed's got to get beat because the rock and sock connection went first in the all-time snake draft. Che picked uh, Rock and Sock Connection. I then went in and picked Austin and The Undertaker. Uh, Chucks went in and picked Cena and Michaels. And Adam at Lead Metal just went in and picked up Dusty Rhodes by himself. Interesting. So, uh, I think you got to go with Rock and Sock. Again, historical. I'm not sure a lot of people would remember that the Colossal Connection was a thing, but you, you remember the Rock and Sock Connection. So, Colossal Connection will take on the poor Armstrongs. My word, the poor Armstrongs. Um, yeah, they're going to get squashed, literally. Our uh, round two, round three matchups for page 19. World's Greatest Tag Team versus the Midnight Rockers. Excellent match. New Brood Hardys versus Rock and Sock Connection. Excellent match one page to go page 20 double losers bracket the new midnight express bombastic and bodacious are going to defeat crimson and matt morgan i will not let the new midnight express go into that triple losers bracket they will prevail uh, i also have never seen crimson and matt morgan so and they don't have a team name so Dak stacked against him in addition to the fact that I just love me some bombastic, bodacious action. Sounds dirtier than I intended. Uh, Carlito and Primo versus the SAT, the Maximos, the Spanish announced team. Pa -pa -pa. I assume Carlito and Primo went by the clones. So I, I would assume they had a team name. Um, I've seen the, have I seen Carlito and Primo as a team? I cannot guarantee that I have. I have seen the SAT. Um, I'm going to give it to the SAT. And the reason why is not because they're known as the Spanish announced team, which is hilarious. Uh, they were, from my own historical context, uh, they were part of the first Ring of Honor DVD that I got pretty soon after the first Ring of Honor show, which was a big deal for me because it opened my eyes to an entirely new world of wrestlers and what wrestling could be. And I think they were the first people I ever saw do the Spanish fly, which is a very cool move. Uh, so I'll give the win to the SAT. Carlito and Primo, again, hard luck losers in the triple losers bracket. Uh, public Enemy. ECW Public Enemy versus DX. We're back to the tournament proper, page 20. Um, I have to check something here. Forgive me. Try not to look stuff up, but I don't recall which DX this is. And I, that will be influential in my decision-making 
process. So let me look. I have so many spreadsheets. My word, the number of spreadsheets that I have. Oh, let's look for control F, which is the find feature. Once it loads, control F. Why won't control F work? There it is, DX. All right, this is, hmm. Well, which one is this one? Oh, it has to be the later one. Yeah, okay, this is the later one, got it. Because Public Enemy's not on there because it was the number one seed. This is 2010's DX. This is feuding with the Spirit Squad. This is super kicking Stan. This is awkward SummerSlam um, posters where they're holding really large hot dogs. This is Shawn Michaels as a chef at one point. This is them feuding with the McMahons. You could make a case that that was actually better than the OG DX, even though the OG DX has much more of a historical context. Ah, uh, seen them both. Both have names. Um, hmm. 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 Um, historical. Public Enemy was a huge part of ECW. Really was. If you watch the ECW documentary, I have that DVD somewhere too, and it's on the network. If you watch that documentary, Paul Heyman talks about how important Public Enemy was in those early days before, I want to say, uh, Tommy Dreamer became Tommy Dreamer and before Sandman became Sandman. Um, so for that alone, I'm going to go with Public Enemy. You know, DX, yes, there's some huge historical context for DX. But again, the 90s version has historical context. I don't think the 2010s version does. Uh, they will fall into the constellations. They will take on the time splitters. I am sure they will do very well for themselves. But I'm giving the win to the public enemy. Uh, the team of Dusty and Dustin, the Rhodes father and son, taking on the Lightning Express of Tim Horner and Brad Armstrong. <sighs> they have a name. I assume they would be the Rhodes family, but they have a name. Now, Dusty and Dustin didn't have a long tenure. You know, it's not like they were a team for a ton of years. You know, they teamed on a couple of different occasions over the years. Um, I'm looking up the, the accomplishments of the Lightning Express. They won the national NWA national tag team title and the UWF tag team. I got to watch some UWF. I got to get in there. Uh, and then Dustin Rhodes. Let me check his championships and accomplishments. Do I see Dusty's name? I do not. So they were never a tag team champions. I think from a tag team standpoint, since no one put in a hot tag, I am giving the win to the Lightning Express. I am giving love to Brad Armstrong and the invent the creator of the Horner line. Don't sit in your corner, little Tim Horner. Uh, you get the win. Dusty and Dustin will take on D'Lo Brown. And Mark Henry in what would be, I would love to see that match. Truth be told. Uh, the team of Windham and Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes back again. Windham and Rhodes versus Eminem. 
not Miz and Morrison. Um, Morrison and Mercury. Was he John Morrison at that time? No, he was Nitro because Melina, Nitro, Mercury, right? Melina, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I got to give the win to Wyndham and Rhodes. I never cared for Eminem. I didn't watch a lot of it. I just didn't care for it. None of that worked for me. Uh, Eminem will take on the Rainbow Express in what would be, again, a hilarious Constellations match. And then the allied powers of uh, Lex Luger and the British Bulldog taking on the Brothers of Destruction. I mean, come on now. What are we doing here? Uh, Brothers of Destruction win. I almost took them with my first pick in the draft. I decided at the last minute I thought I'd have a better luck getting somebody to give me some draft picks or some other talent I wanted uh, with Austin versus Kane. Maybe I'm wrong. We'll see how that plays out. Round 20, third round matchups. Public Enemy versus Lightning Express. Wyndham and Rhodes versus the Brothers of Destruction. Both matches I think I'd like to see. I got a new... uh, My wife is an artisan. She is a crafter. And as such, she has a room... Um, that normally one would dine in, but since we never dine in that room, it quickly became a craft room, and she is doing her annual summer cleaning, and she had this, like, three-tiered shelf thing um, that she did not need anymore, and so she asked me to find a place for it, and I, I realized it would be perfect as a laptop stand on the top shelf. The keyboard can slide in, giving me some free desk space on the bottom shelf, and the middle shelf is now reserved for my wrestling notebooks. So I've got the wrestling notebook for the tournament on top of the wrestling notebook for the happening. And now that I've recorded this episode of the t- tournament of nerdiness, AKA the Corona cup, I shall have to devote some time to round eight of the happening. So that's what's happening in my life right now. I thank you for spending some of your life with me, DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. This section of the tournament has come to an end that means there are three more episodes of the second round in the double losers bracket and then i don't know what i'm gonna do then we're gonna have to figure out what the hell happens next so that's a discussion and a decision for another day uh until now i will enjoy what we have done today two podcasts i recorded today hope you enjoyed them both i hope you got to celebrate some joy of booking see you next time